in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about dreams, but I want to have a little bit of fun right now. Is it allowable? Can we have a little bit of fun in church? Okay. So what I have in my hand here are gift cards. I have gift cards, and I'm going to give these away in just a moment. Now, somebody asked me if they're from Starbucks. No, no, no. These gift cards are from the best coffee shop in San Diego, Home Coffee. So you'll get an opportunity to have these in just a moment, all right? So um, the, the, the title of the message that I want to bring to you today is called From Dream to Destiny. You have to have a dream before you can get into your destiny. God has a dream to birth in your heart, but there's a lot of resistance along the way. And so I want to talk to you about dream to destiny, and I want us to look at the life of someone in the Bible. Maybe you know his story, but the man's name is Joseph. We're going to look at the story of Joseph and how God brought him from a dream to a destiny. And here's our text today. It's in Genesis 37, verses 18 through 20, and here's what it says. When they saw him, his brothers, his brothers saw Joseph coming. And when they saw him from a distance, and before he came close to them, they plotted against him to put him to death. And they said one to the other, here comes the dreamer. Now then, come, let us kill him and throw him into a pit. And we will say, a wild beast has devoured him, and then let us see what will become of his dreams. Wow. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you would open our hearts, open the ears of our heart, that we can get this word in us, the word that you're bringing to resurrect dreams, the word that you're bringing to bring clarity in the midst of hardship. Would you open up our hearts and give us understanding today as we look at the life of this man, Joseph. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Okay, now I want you to think about this man, Joseph. It says that God gave him a dream. But when he shared his dream with other people, then they rejected him. And they betrayed him. And so they took and threw him into a pit. So sometimes when grace is taking your dream into its destiny, often you'll find yourself in a place like Jacob and like Joseph. And that place that Joseph was was a pit. It was a, it was a place of betrayal. And it was a place of rejection. And so I'm just wondering, as I look out over the church family, I'm wondering how many of us have let go of our dream, put our dream on the back burner, put our dream to, you know, on the shelf because of the hurt that we experienced by the betrayal and by the rejection of another person. You see, in order for... Joseph's dream to come to pass, 
he had to work his way through the pits. He, he had to look at that rejection and look at that betrayal, but still hold on with faith to his dream. It's very easy a lot of times for us to let go of the things that Father has placed in our heart because of the hurt and the betrayal that we experience from other people. The, the, the pit represents the place in our life where Father teaches us that your dreams and your destiny are not destroyed by the rejection and by the betrayal that you've experienced in your life. So I want to remind you, a lot of people, they, they, they wonder what the meaning of life is. And, and if you create a big business, or if you earn a lot of money, or if you accomplish great things, when you leave life, you don't take those with you. The only thing that you take with you when you leave life is what you have become how much you have grown, how much like Jesus you became in this lifetime. You don't take your accomplishments, you don't take your fame, you don't take your fortune. The only thing that you take with you is what was produced in you. And guess what? Did you know that it's very difficult to produce things in our lives for us to learn how to have character, and for us to learn how to forgive. It's very difficult for things to be produced in us without going through hardships. Just think about it. How are you ever going to learn to forgive like Jesus forgave without some betrayal, without some rejection, without someone that needs your forgiveness? So, as we go through this life, as we're being formed, as we're being made into the image of Jesus, we can expect a pit. I was working with this message and I was telling uh, the person that I was talking to that pit in my life has stood for pastor in training because a lot of the experiences that I've had have felt like pit experiences. So when grace is growing and your dream is going to its place of destiny, you come upon this place of the pit. So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped him of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him, and they took him and cast him into a pit. The, the coat of many colors, the tunic, was something that his father had made for him special. It was, a, it was a, an article of distinction, and yet the brothers were jealous of it, and so they stripped it from him, and they, they put him into the pit. And one of the brothers, Reuben, decided, hey, let's not kill him and have that blood guilt on our hands, but instead I see an opportunity because some travelers were coming by, and they said, let us sell our brother into slavery, and they did. They put him out of the pit, and they sold him into slavery. So the first stop along the way to destiny was the pit, and here's the second stop along the way to destiny for Joseph. Look at this verse in Genesis 39, 1 and 2. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, 
an officer of Pharaoh and a captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So here's what happens in the story of Joseph at Potiphar's house. Now he's a slave, but because he is really good at doing what he does, he's made kind of the overseer over many things in Potiphar's house. He's given lots and lots of of trust and, and responsibility and favor. And the Lord is with him. Even in the midst of the, the, the rejection and the betrayal, now he finds himself in slavery, but God is with him. Father is with him. But something happens. The scripture says that Joseph was a fairly good-looking guy, and Potiphar's wife kind of started making eyes at him. And so she propositions him. And he tells her, no, I can't do that to my master Potiphar. I can't do that. And she gets mad, maybe because of the rejection or maybe because she just wanted to get her way. And so what does she do? She actually frames Joseph. She frames him and tells everybody that he came on to her. So Potiphar's house represents the place in our life where we experience great Injustice. Injustice. Not just betrayal, not just rejection, but sometimes we encounter along the way great injustices. There are people out here today, maybe you've suffered the injustice of a lawsuit. Maybe you've suffered the injustice of something being taken away from you. And it wasn't right, and it wasn't fair, and it wasn't just. But This is often some of the stops that we make along the way to getting into our destiny. And if the enemy can talk you into it, through your hurt of rejection and betrayal, he'll try to get you to let go of your dream. If the enemy can talk you into it, through an injustice that you suffered, through a slander, through a lie, through something that should have never happened to you, he'll try his best to get you to let go of the dream that God has placed in your heart. It is not uncommon, it is very, very familiar that we encounter these kinds of things along the way from a dream to a destiny. So Potiphar's house represents the place in your life where Father teaches you and he trains you that your dreams and your destiny are not destroyed by the misunderstandings, the injustices, and the slanders of other people, or not even your own failures. When grace is growing in you, and your dream is being brought to destiny, these are familiar stops along the way. I don't know how many of you are still reeling. You're still suffering the effects of something that was really an injustice. But I do know this. When God put this in my heart, I do know that he said that dreams are going to be resurrected today. He did say that that the betrayals and the rejections, there's going to be healing today. He did say that injustices will be brought to light and vindication will be for his people. He told me that. So I don't know what it is that you're bringing in here today, 
and it could be very familiar to all of us, but your dream is on the way to destiny. Thank you, Jesus. So Potiphar's house wasn't actually the last, the last step. He not only got thrown in the pit and sold down the river in Potiphar's house, but our, our hero, Joseph, now finds himself being taken to prison. And that's, that's, a, that's a stop that many of us, unfortunately, have to go through in order to see our dream come to destiny. Look at what the scripture says. When his master heard the story of his wife, which was a lie, but she told that story, and when he, said, when he heard it, he said, this is how your slave has treated me. He burned with anger, and Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, that place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him and showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. If you don't allow the enemy to shipwreck you, if you don't allow him to steal the dream, even in the midst of what you're going through, Father will be with you and give you favor. Father will show up and give you favor. So the prison, it's a place where you feel forgotten, where you feel stuck. Maybe it's a place where you don't feel like you have much hope. Maybe it's a place where you feel like you don't have any options. It's, it's a place where it feels like God has become a wall in your life. And sometimes when you pray, it feels like your prayers are bouncing off a rubber sky. And, 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 and it doesn't really feel like Father is there at times. Maybe it's a place of stuckness, of something that you're wanting to get out of, but you can't. It could be the stuckness of an addiction. It could be the stuckness of, of, of something that's labeled you, and it doesn't seem like you can get rid of that label. Father says, if I did it for Joseph, I will do it for you. If I did it for Joseph, I will do it for you. And this is what... I'm hearing something in my spirit, and I want to make sure I get it right. I feel like the Lord is saying there's somebody here today, and, and I think it's you, but it might be a loved one, but I think it's you. And, and the Holy Spirit says that even in the last few days, you've mumbled under your breath, you've kind of said, I don't think that this stuck place, it's even possible. And the, and the Father just stopped me right now. And I don't know who you are. But the Father said, I heard you. And now I'm stopping this service to tell you, have faith. I'm bringing you into the place where your dream is a destiny. Just have the courage to pick it up one more time. Just have the courage to pick it up one more time. To believe me. To believe my promise one more time. And, Father, we do speak healings right now in the name of Jesus over addiction. And in a moment, I just pray that you would just anoint this altar 
to be a breakthrough for a place of addictions and stuckness in Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you, Father. So first we had the pit, and then we had Potiphar's house, and now Joseph finds himself in a stuck place of prison. And even it looked like his breakthrough had come. It looked like his breakthrough had come because there was a cupbearer that had a dream, and he interpreted the dream. And he said, just remember me when you go back to Pharaoh. And the cupbearer said, yes, I will, but he didn't. He didn't remember him. I tell you what, some of you have suffered the gut punch, the, the, the thing that absolutely knocks the wind out of you, that it looked like God had come through. It looked like all the time you had been waiting, and then it turned up to be not so. But I'm going to tell you something. Joseph did get out of prison, and so do you. So Pharaoh had another dream, and the only person that could interpret it was Joseph. And so actually, by lending his self, by, by helping someone else with their dream, <laughs> God used that as an open door for Joseph to get into his dream. By, by helping in the dream of another, Joseph is delivered to a place of destiny in his own dream. And so, listen to these scriptures. Man, these, these just absolutely bless my heart. Genesis 41, 51 and 52. Pharaoh gave Joseph a wife, and he had two sons. And listen to the names of the sons. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh, for he said in his heart, My God has made me forget all the troubles of my father's household. Whew. Can you imagine what your testimony is going to be when you enter into the place where you say, all of the junk that I went through, all the trauma, all the, the junk that I went through is completely healed. It has no place on me. It can't touch me anymore. That was his testimony. Look at, look at his other son's name. He said, and the second son was named Ephraim. And he named him Ephraim because it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of your suffering. Hey, I got good news for you. He prepares a table for you in the midst of your enemies. And all of the people that have judged you and held you back and betrayed you and rejected you and given injustice towards you or left you in a place of being forgotten, guess what? They get to see Father bless you. They get to watch as Father blesses you. Whew. That's how good he is. And look at this last scripture. But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the very brothers that beat him and threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery. And now God made it to where they have to come before him because he had been exalted as Pharaoh's number two in charge. Now here his brothers are before him, and look what he says. He says, don't even be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me into slavery for God sent me before you to preserve my life. And for these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five more to come. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity 
for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who did these things to me, but it was my God as a part of the process for me to get from my dream to my destiny. I'm not even mad about you. I'm not even, I'm not even upset about those three stops along the way. Because now I see God's hand and his process in it. Hey, don't be mad at your heavenly father. Don't be mad at him that he allowed the rejection. Don't be mad at him that he allowed the injustice. And don't be mad at him that it feels at times like you're forgotten. Because guess what? It's a part of your process. It's a part of your process. And I know in my heart the reason that God gave me this message is because somebody, and maybe many of us, are getting to come out of the prison now. You're getting to come out of the prison now, starting today.